It's time now for Acme Radio Gear Gap, featuring your favorite musicians talking about the music gear they use on tour and in the studio. Brought to you in part by IK Multimedia, musicians first. Now here's your host, Eric Dahl. Coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee, this is Acme Radio Gear Gab. My special guest today is Muriel Anderson. She's a, you know an award-winning guitarist, but not only classical guitar, she plays every kind of genre. Uh, she plays harp guitars, which she's very well known for. But I also want to bring up the first female to win the National Fingerstyle Guitar Championship. Yes, but there's now two more. Hey, but you were the we're first. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to be first, right? Well, yeah. Sure, but it's it's good to it's good to see that I'm no longer the only one. It's I'm it's not so lonely out here. You have paved a path, Muriel. You know, it's it's so funny. We were talking before we started the show to where I've been trying to get you on the show for so long, but it's like you're constantly touring. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's like either you're you're touring or you're recording like you're doing right now in town or you're on a sailboat. Yeah, that's right. One of the three. One of the three. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it's so great to have you on the show. And I know, you know, a lot of our listeners that are listening around the world know you from uh, from your touring. And we were talking earlier that you also uh, write articles for the uh, Japanese Guitar Magazine. Yes, I have for quite a few years now. I've uh, got a... Uh, actually, a fax. Do you remember fax machines? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I got a fax for, uh, saying, oh, we want to, uh, it was from Japan, we want to produce an album for you. And then they sent another fax. Oh, we changed our mind. We want to produce three albums. Wow. And uh, come to Japan and, you know, for the photo shoot and publicity. And they lined me up uh, to write an article for this magazine, the Acoustic Guitar Japan. Yeah. And they liked it so much that... Uh, they talked me into writing every for every issue ever since then. I've wow. been writing for years. For How this. many years has that been then? What, what when did you Gee, start? Six years ago. So That's amazing. Well, that. you've also done articles for a number of other guitar magazines. I wanted to bring up for our listeners too that uh, recently uh, in Guitar Player Magazine, I think you're in the uh, your album is in the top ten now for Nightlight Daylight. Yes, I think so. That uh, that was pretty cool to see that uh, they had. I guess top ten of the decade. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's yeah. pretty huge. Yeah, it was really nice, really <laughs> nice to see that, that to see that uh, album because a lot of love went into this album. Right, uh, two years of work and a lot of love and some fantastic musicians who were playing with me. Uh, this is the Nightlight Daylight CD. Right, and I had Victor Wooten and Stanley Jordan, Mark Kibble from Take Six. Yeah, and uh, Phil Keggy. Phil's so amazing. Oh yeah, just. Great, great player. All, all great musicians. Well, I want to start out, you know, before we dig into everything great you've got going on and, and, you know, your incredible albums and your new work that you're doing, I want to take listeners a little bit back to where, you know, kind of how you got started, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playing music. And and so, you know, being raised, uh, you know, in Illinois, in, in kind of a smaller town, uh, what, outside of Chicago, right? Yeah, about 20 miles west of Chicago. Right. And so I, I was... Uh, Reading that, and I thought, well, you know, you know, I was raised in Peoria, oh. you know, so it's like, you know, once again, Illinois natives. But uh, when you were eight years old, um, I mean, you really started out on piano first, right? Yes, my mother was a piano teacher, and so that was kind of required in our household. Well, now also tell us about your grandfather. My grandfather, my uh, my mother's father, right, played saxophone. Um, he had his own band for a while, and he uh, cut his. Uh, 
uh, chops right. <laughs> playing with the John Philip Sousa band. Wow. And so he was the youngest member of the band at that time. Now, was that uh, actually, you know, in Finland or here in the United States? In um, Gloucester, Massachusetts area. Oh, okay. So, so after they had, had immigrated here, then to the United States. Uh, it's actually a, a generation before. Oh, okay. Immigrated. So I'm fourth generation Finn. Wow. Yes. Still uh, retain a lot of the Finnish traditions. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and my both my sisters are teaching their kids Finnish. Wow. So they're they're on to the fifth generation. How yeah. great is that? I think it's incredible to keep those traditions going, though. Yeah. But cool. but obviously, you know, with your grandfather, you know, playing saxophone and everything. You started out on piano, then what ended up leading you into guitar, which became your love now? Well, a friend of my mother's was throwing the guitar, a guitar away, and I picked the trash out of the sound hole and <laughs> tuned up the three remaining strings and started figuring out melodies on it. And so she saw I had an, uh, an interest in it. She said, oh, you can take that guitar. And so I was figuring out melodies in the backseat of the car on the way home. How wild. Uh, I was about six years old. Wow. Yes. Geez. Now, do you remember like what kind of guitar it was? Yes, it was a three-quarter, a really half-size Decca nylon oh, yeah. string guitar. I remember yeah. those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the little Deccas. I haven't seen one of those in years. We, I still have my old one, and uh, I've loaned it to all of my nieces and nephews over time for them to learn, <laughs> and it okay. finally came back to me. That's great, though. You're carrying on that tradition, though. Yep. Well, then, uh, you know, growing up, obviously, you know, you started then attending the uh, Old Town School of folk music in Chicago. Yes, Ray Tate was the teacher there. Yeah, and so how did how did those studies, do you feel, kind of develop you? Oh, it was really exciting going there at that time. I mean, we were, we were in the middle of the folk boom, or as we call it, the folk scare. Right. Some people call it. Um, <laughs> so James Taylor always says, the so, folk scare. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we'd learn all these really cool tunes, and I was learning fingerstyle, you know, Doc Watson stuff. And, oh, wow. And uh, then the second half, everyone would play together from all the classes. And How neat. so you could, you know, kind of practice uh, improvising up the neck or what, whatever. And uh, there would be guest musicians, you know, really famous folkies uh, would stop in and, wow. and play. And so it was always fun and exciting. And, and there was just such joy in the air. Yeah. And that's the way I grew up, learning uh, learning music and playing with other people and uh, just excitement and joy. And, and I try to keep that in my music even now. Yeah. So that's the most important thing for me. Well, you know, and it's funny too, Muriel, because I mean, a, a lot of our listeners may not know, but it's like, besides being such an incredible, you know, musician and, and composer, author and everything else, you're also known for your humor that you sort of employ <laughs> on stage as well. And that, you know, and, and I'll people- I'll try to restrain myself. No, here. but people really enjoy that because I think it adds to the musical experience then when they come to see you in concert. Uh, yeah, you know, I. Uh, uh, I think everyone should have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Including you, right? <laughs> Including me. We're at the shows, yeah. And in, I do an annual concert in Illinois, Saturday after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be doing my 26th annual show there. Wow. Um, and my mother and sister. So you started this when you were three? Yes, yes. Wow. I was quite young. I was a mere child. <laughs> uh my mother and sisters uh, make baked goods for the entire audience, and we give it away at intermission. You're kidding me. To, uh, us usually 500 people, so they bake for 500. So, and, and this is in your hometown? In my hometown, Downers Grove, Illinois. So wow. So if you know anyone Downers Grove, you know, right there it sounds like a song to me. <laughs> Downers Grove, <laughs> Illinois, you know. That's a song. Yeah. You know, that could be for your next album. 
Yeah. But they do like baked goods and then just hand them out to the yeah. audience. Trader Joe's uh, gives the local Trader Joe's gives away a, a apple cider, so I make hot hot apple cider for oh, everyone. Oh my goodness, I love that. Yeah, so it's it's a really cool event, and it's uh, I have it at my alma mater, my uh, high school, Downers North High School. Really, they have a beautiful auditorium. Wow, and, uh, it's it's really well supported by the community. That is so great. Wow, we're gonna have to remind everybody that towards the end of the show. But I wanted to bring up too, like after uh, you know you first started, you know, digging into your studies, what were you using guitar wise? Because obviously you graduated from the garbage pail Decca. Not calling Decca garbage pail, just saying that's where it was, it was acquired. Used, yes, right. right. Yeah, it's like garbage, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, then my first good guitar was a Guild steel string. Ooh. I just love the steel string. It was a three quarter size. Really? So it went went up a little bit. Um, and then I was an exchange student in uh, in Spain just for a summer, just a little uh, short summer exchange. Right. And there, I traded that guitar for. Uh, a classical a nylon string guitar made in the town uh, that I was staying in in Bilbao. So it was like an exchange exchange. Exchange, yes. <laughs> because I was going to go to college to learn classical. And I was the only kid in my family who didn't really like classical music. Wow. But, but you were going in for it. Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, study guitar any other way at that time. That was right. before we had bluegrass majors right you know oh yeah so i figured i have to learn how to play this you know rubber string guitar here and <laughs> you know uh, figure out what to do uh-huh. with it and then that summer i heard the music of christopher parkening on the radio oh, wow. and i went whoa what is that kind that, of mind-blowing tone and mm-hmm. i was uh just entranced by the tone that he pulls out of that guitar and wow. so that was my mission is to find that tone and so you brought that guitar then with you back to the States. Yes. And so that kind of got you hooked on the nylon string then. Yes. And so I, I was thinking of the nylon string as just, you know, the beginner guitar, the first guitar I started yeah. with. And then um, I found, later got to study with Parkening to really find out how he draws that tone out um, and discovered a whole new world of expression. Wow. Out of that and a variety of tone that you can get. And you can use it, in, you know, and in concert I'll do a Japanese tune to make the guitar sound like a koto. And right. then I'll do a bluegrass number so it'll sound like a whole bluegrass band. And then I'll do a marching band number and have it sound like a marching <laughs> band. So you can play with the, the tonality um, more using combination of fingernail and fingertip. Wow. And really change the sound more than a steel string. And, and so your concerts are basically schizophrenic is what you're saying. Yes, yes, they are. So it's like, you know, you can't walk in and go, oh, I know that Muriel is going to play this. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, whatever hits your fancy music style wise, because you've studied them all. Yeah, uh, except for uh, uh, rap. I haven't studied rap. Might be hard to pull off. Oh, on the yeah. harp guitar, you might be able to do it. So, yeah. You know, you might be, able, you know, depending on the scratching motion and stuff. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, I guess that's next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I wanted to bring up, you were talking about your studies and that, you know, you also went to uh, DePaul. Yes. And that's where you got your degree, and you got deeper into your guitar studies there, right? Right. Yeah. So I uh, entered, you know, just having started the classical that summer, you know, right? And having played bluegrass <laughs> and jazz and folk before that. Kind of jarring. Yeah. Like, oh, let's so, let's stop this down and play classical now. Yeah, but uh, I kept the other music going. So I was uh, moonlighting with a bluegrass band and and playing in the jazz band, uh, the school jazz band as well. So. 
that's why you're multifaceted with the genres, see? Uh, well, I just, uh, I guess I have a short attention span. And, <laughs> uh, there's certain tunes in different styles that are just so crazy good that I can't stand not to learn them. Right. So I don't learn the entire classical repertoire, but there's a few gems in there. Oh, yeah. A few wonderful things. Totally. In there, and uh, same thing with other styles. You know, just uh, grab the gems. Well, now, and also your your guitar professor at DePaul introduced you to a friend of his, right? Uh, a rather well known friend. Oh, uh, are you talking about uh, Chet Atkins? Oh, <laughs> yes. it was actually not my guitar teacher. Really? No. So um, I was uh, taking the uh, the train, the L in Chicago, yeah, up to the north side and studying mandolin with Jethro Burns right. up there because uh, he taught at the Guitar Works. Yeah. And uh, so I did that not really so much to learn the mandolin. I, I did that for humor lessons, you know, because <laughs> Jethro was just so funny and so fun to be with that right. I gladly paid every week wow. for that. And uh, I played this tune called Nola mm-hmm. for Jethro. And he said, well, you got to meet my brother-in-law. Chet Atkins. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that was his brother-in-law. Yes, they married identical twin sisters. (laughs) Wow. And they were both working at the National Barn Dance in Chicago. Well, we're going to listen to one of your songs, but after we come back, I want to talk some more about, uh, in fact, I've got one of the quotes that uh, Chet said about you and your guitar playing. But uh, we're going to take a listen to uh, A Baker's Dozen. Tell me about this, Muriel. This is from the Nightlight Daylight CD. And uh, I play this on a 21-string harp guitar. So this is not overdub. This is solo harp guitar. And uh, I love to listen to this because Danny Gottlieb is playing drums. Wow. So he's just uh, such a a wonderful musical drummer. So it's just the two of us, uh, me on harp guitar and Danny Gottlieb on drums, a tune that I wrote in 13-8 time. And so I call it A Baker's Dozen. There we go. Let's take a listen to it right now. Baker's Dozen by Mural Anderson. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. And that is A Baker's Dozen by Mural Anderson. I love that. You know, I'm listening to the uh, the cadence of that, and it's like going, I don't even know how you keep that right in your head. It's you know? three, two, two, three, three. So you dance it, really. You don't really count so it. So you dance it while you're playing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're not seeing that really, but that's what I'm doing. So it's music and a show. Yeah, right, yeah. And, and you know, uh, we were talking about Chet Atkins, uh, you know, who obviously a friend and a fan of yours. And I wanted to read this quote. I hope you don't mind. But uh, Chet said, Muriel Anderson is a good friend and a great guitarist. She deserves national recognition. Oh, shucks. And then, uh, you know, and, and I love that. <laughs> I think, uh, and this one to me is even better, you know, than, than Think the World Chet. But uh, Les Paul said, uh, that you are just one hell of a great guitar player, a great personality, and what I like is the touch that Mur- Muriel has on the guitar, the way she plays it like we all wish to play. Oh, he was very sweet. Uh, Les would uh, be very generous with quotes and signatures, and yeah, he was... Yeah, but now nobody can get one anymore, you know? Yeah, it's like right. now everybody's like, oh my gosh, miss, I wish I could... We miss yeah. him. Yeah, such a gift. I mean, amazing musician. Yeah. But we were talking, uh, you know, about this song... And, and about this album and everything. And now that it's, you know, obviously it's gotten so many awards, you know, and, and I, I think it's got 11 total awards, uh, counting national and international, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not bad being in Guitar Player Magazine as one of the top 10 for the decade, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> and so now, but, you know, listeners, if they want to get a copy of the album, 
uh, you've got like a special code now. Uh, yeah, we just uh, just put this in. So um, if you just use the code top ten, mm-hmm. top and then the number ten, right? Yep, uh, you get ten dollars off. And that is on your website, right? It's on the website. Yeah. So and it's a double CD. So it's an album of music to wake up to. This is from the wake up side. Yeah. And an album of music to go to sleep to. And, and, and the, that side comes with Jasmine also, right? Oh, yes, right. <laughs> like a little stick of, <laughs> right. just tucked inside, a little bit of yeah. incense, Jasmine, you know. And, um, well, I can give your, your uh, people the bonus track. So here, this one's completely free. Uh, if you go to murielanderson.com slash nightlight, you can download the, the bonus track. Wow. On there. That's what the world needs now is love. How incredible. So, um, and you can also uh, check out the cover on there because you, you can't really see on the radio. Have you pushed the moon on this? No. So, okay, here. Uh, now so push, if you push nice the moon, oh my gosh, the whole cover lights up. That's amazing. You see the shooting star? Yeah, the, the shooting star and everything. So it's still the only one that uh, uses fiber optics. Wow. That's fancy. <laughs> you know, Thanks. once again, you know, if you're having a glass of wine and you're listening to the album, you can do this and get a live show too. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Now, now, if uh, if listeners uh, get a copy of the album and stuff like off your website too, Muriel, do you sign them? Do you autograph them and everything too? They can request that. It okay. takes it. It may take a little longer to get it if yeah. if I'm on tour, but which is always. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're always on tour. Well, that you know, and and I love that song, and I just wanted to talk a little deeper, uh, you know, about your music and everything as you've been growing, because you know, with the number of albums that you've done over the years, um, you know, you just you keep pushing the envelope. Well, I think that people are looking for something different now, and that was the idea that I had for the lighted cover. Yeah, um, uh, I had the idea in two thousand five. And you know, filed a provisional patent and everything for it, and <laughs> that was back before Hallmark was doing it or anything. Right. But um, I never followed up with that because I'm a musician, not a yeah. lawyer, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, I figured that people wanted an experience, and I remember getting an album. Oh yeah. And putting it on and just ex- disappearing into the artwork. Mm-hmm. My my mind would disappear into the artwork, and you know, I listened to both sides and just. It would transport me to someplace new, and I wanted to do that. And so uh, this is a way of engaging with the, right. uh, uh, the interactive fiber optics. I love there. it. I love it because it's just, it, it's such a, a neat show when you push the moon, you know, and, and then it, it, everything lights up and you have the shooting star, and it's just amazing. And I was looking for, for two years for an artist for this because I, I really wanted to capture that. And also the... The music inside, uh, I, f- I started the Nightlight CD as uh, a gift for my best friend's first baby. Ah, okay. It's music to go to sleep to, for the parents more than the kid, you know? <laughs> I love that. And then um, then that grew into an al- album of music to wake up to. And so that's, uh, you know, that was kind of the, the idea. But, you know, who to capture that in artwork? And Not I easy. S- no, I saw this image called the Lightning Catchers. Uh, my friend Phil Keggy had just sent me this image via yeah. email, and I said, "That's the artist that captures everything that my music is." Wow! And I looked it up. That was Brian Allen, and uh, I just sent him an email. I said, "What would it take to do my album cover?" Yeah, I just knew whatever it was going to take. That's why I wanted to do it. How awesome! He captured my music, captured the heart in it, right, mm-hmm. with, with his artwork, and. Uh, so he said, "Oh yeah, I'll do, I'll do your artwork." So sort of through you were doing this through Skype and everything then. Yes, 
So we were just working via Skype. I said, this is my idea. And, and he said, okay, well, how about this? And Well, what about the song, though, that came from that, too? Well, you know, I was, he was just so uh, kind and funny and cute. And I started, started getting this little crush on him, you know, just via Skype. You know, I've never oh. told this to anyone. You know, what is this with this radio station that you pull this <laughs> thing out of it's people? It's fun. We're just, it's just we're hanging yeah. out here. Uh, so, um, I had this idea for Melody in 10-8 time, and so I started writing lyrics for Brian. Yeah, and in 10-8 time, good heavens. Yeah, so, um, and uh, Future Man is playing drums on this one. He oh, does it. incredible. Cool stuff. Yeah, Roy Wooten. Yeah. Um, and Stanley Jordan and Earl Klug are playing Phil's on it, so... <laughs> It's uh, like a who's who is on this album. But uh, no, it was not just a who's who. I with every song, I tried to say what would make this music come alive. Right. And I say, okay, well, it was, if something Stanley Jordanish, well, why don't I just ask Stanley? And I realized that every person in this entire album was not only a great artist but also a great person. Definitely. And totally we had so you. much fun, and that's without exception. Mm-hmm. of the entire album and that energy stayed through the album and i think that's why it's getting these awards people are feeling that right and, I, I think yeah. you hit something you touched on something and and you know pulling everybody together and the best people for the best music you know it, it just elevates things it's uh yeah it's, it was just uh uh really something from the the heart and i said and i'm not even going to put any sort of a time limit when everything is perfect, that's when it's going to be released. And it was well. Two speaking years. of perfect, let's go back because I think you're trying to get away from our original topic. Yeah. I'm so back to, to the back to the Brian that. Allen with the Skype. Come All on. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I wrote this song for him uh, called "Perfect Ten, and I I wrote it before we even met. We were just. Uh, flirting with each other on Skype. Uh, So why don't we go ahead and play that? This is Perfect Ten. Let's play it now. And then, so yeah, so this is the song. We're going to play it right now. Perfect Ten. Yeah, after that little freeform intro, it's going to go into 10-8 time. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. And that is Perfect Ten by Muriel Anderson. And uh, I love that. I, you know, Thank just you. with the with the intricate beat and everything, you and I were talking uh, while it was playing, and we were listening to it. It's like it, it almost has like a Joni Mitchell feel, but much more complex. Yeah, that ten is a cool feel. Yeah. So I got to know. So I think the listeners want to know too, Muriel. So you got to tell us. So how did it end? Uh, it hasn't ended. So, so you guys, you know, you and Brian are kind of like an item now. We're not only an item, we're touring together. And I was trying to find a way that we could tour so he doesn't just carry my guitar case, you know, so he can be an artist too. <laughs> so he's not just a roadie? Right. Uh, so we came up with this audiovisual show. So yeah. Brian does uh, visuals on a big screen behind me. Wow. Uh, that accentuate the experience of the music. That is amazing. Wow, what a great thing. You guys both get to do what you love on the road, then touring. Yeah. And then in between, go on a sailboat. Yeah, and then we're working together on the on the next project. Actually, Nashville has a lot to do with it. This is a, a really spontaneous project. Uh, we uh, flew in to see the eclipse, because yeah. we were in Long Island at that time. And so we said, well, we just have to come in and see the eclipse. And so we spent it on the cap. Uh, Capitol Lawn, Capitol Building yeah. Lawn, and uh, with a bunch of friends, and 
Brian found a spot uh, where he got uh, a beautiful uh, images of the totality. Oh wow! You know, with a special camera. Yeah. And I took some pictures of uh, the horizon around as it uh, as it changed, and you know, all wow. of a sudden it you know went to that dusk. Yeah, it was morning. kind of amazing. And, yeah, just incredible light. Uh, so he got some really cool images, and so I said, well. And uh, I was sitting there playing my harp guitar right. during this whole process. And so with, with friends, I said, well, we need to capture this moment. It's such a special moment, playing the harp guitar and uh, uh, also experiencing the eclipse. So we're putting together a greeting card with a CD inside. Wow. And that's what I was doing uh, this, uh, this morning and this afternoon uh, recording tunes for that. Like, and that's probably going to come out in November then. Yes. And that will be mm-hmm. Eclipse. It'll be Eclipse. Um, so it'll have a moon shadow and uh, moon dance. Wow. Uh, well, give us a good can, space. Can, can, you, can you play a little bit of moon dance? You got a little, you know, because I know you're playing a little bit earlier before we uh, started the show. Uh, oh, I just ch- I just changed my tuning. I mean, no, no, play, play, play whatever you want to play. Play whatever. <laughs> but you, you play. Oh, well, you know, another one that uh, I'm in the right tuning for. Um, Oh, I love that. Starry, starry day would be for the eclipse. Right. That is beautiful. Thank you. Just a little sample. You know, I would sit around just to hear you tune your guitar. (laughs) I really would. Well, I I really uh, have come to enjoy the the, uh, harp guitar. You know, I've got the the middle section with this. uh, It's it's nylon string, so it's a pretty And And this is one of your doolins. This is one of my doolins, yeah. And uh, I had a... That is now 20 strings, where it was 21 strings. Yeah, you see, I'm, I'm missing one of the super trebles here. Right. This one broke, and I decided I just liked it better that way. Well, you know, and, and it's interesting, too, and I, I wish, uh, and, and if our listeners want to go see it on your website, they can. But, you know, with your harp guitar, you're playing the bass notes up on top. You've got a standard classical guitar in the middle, and then you've got, you know, your super trebles at the bottom. Yes. So it gives you the range of, uh, almost the range of a grand piano. Wow. And so it it's nice to be able to... Uh, um, play the extra bass notes right. and the extra high treble. Well, you know, and what I didn't know either, Muriel, you know, until seeing you with it personally, and, and also just so our listeners know that with this model, you know, you have a different output for each one. So it's basically three instruments combined into one with the bass notes, the uh, the guitar strings, and then the uh, super trebles. And they all have different outputs. Yes, so I just had this uh, reconfigured... Um, uh, one of my harp guitars has the uh, Rich Barbera pickups. Right. And the cool thing about that is that each string gets its own pickup. Yeah. And so, especially with the nylon string, as it starts to settle and move, mm-hmm. then you can adjust uh, the volume. You can't do it on the fly, but you can have your But you can your dial tech. it in. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I go down to Joe Glazer all the yeah. time. I have him. It's funny. I was <laughs> just there last week. In fact, <laughs> I have to go back this? next week to Joe's shop again. So. Yeah. So yeah, they see me a lot too. Oh yes, I keep them in business. I yeah. think. But the thing is, you're actually touring though, so you have a real excuse. I'm just a guy, media guy in Nashville <laughs> that's doing it for guitar therapy. But you know what? I didn't know though until you brought it in to uh, to the studio is that with the Super Trebles you're actually able to tune each one with the fine tuning adjustment at the bottom. So I thought, you know, seeing them, you know, from a distance, they were just sympathetic, but they're not. Uh, no, yeah, these I, I tune, uh, I've got zither tuners on one side and these are fiddle tuners here. And then uh, regular guitar tuners. And then I have uh, bass tuners on the sub bass. And then I have harp guitar half step tuners oh, here. Oh, wow. Just like on an electric. So, uh, or it's like, like a, a hip shot. Yeah. Uh, actually, my other uh, harp guitar, I do have a hip shot on there do too you? because it doesn't have enough bass strings. So I, I add a note with a hip shot. I got to tell you too, this this instrument is just gorgeous with the inlays, you know, particularly where, um, you know, around the sound hole and then the mother of pearl inlays that you have, you know, in the upper bout that help uh, resonate for the bass notes. It's just a gorgeous instrument. Thank you. I'm, I'm really happy with it. And this is the first instrument with the over-the-top half-step tuner. So I asked Mike Doolin, could you make a way that I could have uh, change the bass notes by a half-step so I can play in different keys? Yeah. And uh, so he figured out this way. The first one had the tuners in the back. And right. And this one, he put the tuners in the front. And now more people are building them with the half-step tuners. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Particularly with you know someone like yourself that is on stage playing these and, and like you said you're you're touring with a harp guitar and then you're usually taking three standard classicals with you as well uh yeah so it's uh you know between uh, and so you're taking your Doolin, you're taking an alvarez and then uh, what was your spanish one oh uh, yeah it depends on what part of the country i'm in uh <laughs> on the east coast i tour with an alvarez and mm -hmm. uh this, uh most of the time i'm playing with a camps a flamenco guitar made right. in spain uh, I do that for my Europe tours, certainly. Mm -hmm. And then I have a Tierra Negra guitar. I'll be touring California with a Tierra Negra. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. And, and you know, you probably go through a few strings per month, right? Yes. And luckily you have your own GHS signature series. Yeah, um, they were sponsoring my All-Star Guitar Night shows uh, for a long time. And finally they said, oh, why don't you use our strings? And I said, well, I've been getting these treble strings uh, smuggled in from Argentina. And... <laughs> So they said, oh. Why, do, why does it sound like contraband when you put it that way? Yeah. It's like, you know, they pack them in coffee and they ship them to my house. Right, yeah. So I You know, and sometimes the dogs at the airport look and sniff them. I'm getting them from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> I picked them up. Well, you know, you you know, Illinois girl. I come know. on. Uh, so they, they said, well, well, we make our troubles in Argentina. I say, what, you do? And so they were using <laughs> the same material that I was really? getting this in. So um, I asked, well... One thing that I do is I take a match and I burn the end of the string so that when I change the string on the trebles, it doesn't slip out, you know, make oh, a big wow. dent in your guitar. How interesting. So I said, can you make it with that little knob already there so I don't have to take a match out? And so um, after about a year and a half, they said, okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna have that. to get a pack of your strings now because it's like I, changing classical guitar strings is never fun. Yeah. And Particularly if you do it right, you know, where you do, you make your little loop and you run it through and it has to have, each one has to have three twists before you tighten it because that's the way I was taught All right. Well, in classical I have, guitar, you know, courses. Right. I have my string changing directions on the inside cover of the string. So when you pick up the strings, open it up and, and the string changing. I'm going to buy a pack. Is in there. Oh, great, great. Yeah. 
And the other thing I'd ask is sometimes, you know, as you, as you get to the third string, you know, two, three, this one gets kind of tubby sounding mm-hmm. because it's too fat. So right. can you make the third string so it's uh, a little tighter and not as What a know, good idea. You know, it, I've always noticed that too, where it almost has yeah. like a warble. So, right, exactly. And so they added some titanium alloy to the strings. Wow. And so they can be thinner. And so all three strings are really clear sounding. And the other thing that uh, I do with both the, the nylon and the st- steel strings, they're steel strings uh, I also use, uh, I stop all the other strings from ringing and I just play the one string and just wait for it. And if you notice, even with 20 strings there, I've got them all stopped, it's just one continuous tone. Right. Most, most strings, even when they're grand, brand new, they'll go wah, 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 yeah. or wah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, you they get have that a fluctuation. Bit, Right, it's a little false beat, but mm-hmm. I think that they're just so pure uh, that very true tone. That's a nice tone. Well, now I want to bring up on it too, Muriel, yeah. while we're talking about it with with your All Star event, and you know, how many years have you been doing that now? Um, about twenty two years. Wow, like twenty two years, and and it also supports your charity. Yeah, I, uh, for a while we were supporting a Gildas Club mm-hmm. in Nashville until that got established, and then once it got established. I thought, well, why don't we support uh, an umbrella organization that that's, uh, helps out all those grassroots organizations that get instruments and lessons to kids? Mm-hmm. And I went looking for it, and it didn't exist. Really? So the only thing to do is to make it. Wow. So uh, it just became a way to support efforts to get instruments and lessons to kids. And I think that's just so desperately needed. And, um, and this is the right Music now. for Life Alliance. Yes, Music for Life Alliance. And so you guys created that? Yes. Wow. So, and it's mostly funded through All-Star Guitar Night and my Saturday after Thanksgiving concert. But uh, Which we... also has the home-cooked goods, if you yes. go to that one, <laughs> that are from her family. But, That'd make it worth a trip right there. Yeah. But, the, the music's like a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, people pick up the uh, Nightlight Daylight CD because of the lights on the cover. It's the only one totally. with lights, right? You can't and beat that. Then they discover, hey, I like the music. Wow, the music's great. Yeah. Well, you know, and and so I wanted to bring up like on your all-star event, and you're so well known for doing it, and and you and I always try and get together to help promote this, but I mean, it's like every July, right? You guys already have the the date picked in 2018? Uh, We do, and uh, I'll have to look it up, but it is the Saturday. Yeah, it'll be the Saturday of the Nashville NAM show. Okay. So if you just look up Nashville uh, Summer NAM show, that's Saturday, and it'll be a third in Lindsley. Wow. Yep. I definitely, I'm going to have to make it. You know, it's so funny. I'm already looking ahead to winter NAM because I've booked all my travel for that. But yeah. I haven't looked forward to the next summer NAM yet. Right, that's a long Because uh, Justin and I were down, we did a three-hour show at summer NAM on the floor, and that was kind of fun, yeah. having, having guests on, on the show there. And then we went through 15 guests in three hours. Uh-huh. So it was kind of, it was wild. <laughs> but anyway, I, it's so exciting, you know, with, with your event. And then uh, you've got so many other great things going. I just want to make sure that listeners know uh, you know, with your teaching work that you do, also Muriel, to where you're, you've worked with uh, True Fire, yes, uh, Homespun, mm-hmm. Hal Leonard, mm-hmm. and with Mel Bay, you're on the advisory board. Yeah, we we uh, for a while we were looking at doing some new things with Mel Bay. Yeah, and and then uh, also with the Zen On in Japan. Yes, uh, I have a couple of books published. In so, Japan. like, how how much you know? How many teaching things, I, DVDs, CDs, books do you have out right now? The thing is, I'm just really, really old. No, <laughs> I don't think that's it. 
So how many do you have out now? Um, well, with True Fire, I think I have seven. Wow, seven I like True Fire. They are the greatest company to work with. I tell you, they yeah. they really care for the artists. Uh, well, and, and I like it with True Fire as well, as, as I'm sure you know from working with a mural, to where anybody can log on. And then I can, you know, I can grab, you know, your tutorial videos right there on on a computer or an iPad or iPhone, whatever, and work with it right there. And you can also get it the old-fashioned way on the DVD. And oh, that's right. I didn't know they still offered with DVDs, yep. too. Yep. Yeah. So, so. That's, it's uh, really, they've got some great ideas on ways to help the student learn you know they have a an interactive dvd where you can print out the music you can slow it down and speed it up oh wow and they've got a lot of great ideas on uh you know cool ways to learn tunes are you going to be launching some new uh teaching things as well we're talking about doing another one uh we'll be in florida in february i do a florida tour every february and so <laughs> wow that's a great time to be in florida instead of nashville isn't it it was strategic <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling, hey, yeah. let's do that Florida tour in the winter. But this Florida tour, <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, talking to the uh, the presenters and seeing if, if most of them will offer free admission to anyone who is adversely affected in the storms. Oh, how great. Because I think that those are the people who most need the music now. This is mm -hmm. inspirational music. This is music to make you feel good right. and uh, lift your spirits and uh, if you're suffering you know, financially because of the, the storm, I, I think we should just let them in the doors. I think that's incredible. Well, you know, uh, speaking of uh, great music, though, uh, let's take a listen to another track. This is View from Space. So what can you tell me on this one? Well, this is going to be towards the, uh, the Eclipse Project. Mm -hmm. the Eclipse It'll be coming out in November. CD. Yes. And, in fact, you can pre-order it now. Wow. Or, yeah, we just got the pre-order up. Boy, we're, we're, our timing is perfect. It this. is. Yeah. yeah, just like when you play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was uh, recording several tunes today, and this is one of the tunes that's going to be on there. Well, let's take a listen to it right now. This is Muriel Anderson playing View from Space. Thanks for tuning in to Acme Radio Gear Gab. To listen to this song and the full show playlist, head to acmeradiolive.com and check out the Gear Gab page under archives. And that is View from Space, Muriel Anderson. That's going to be coming off the new album coming out in November, Eclipse. That's right. The new greeting card. The new greeting card <laughs> album. So is that it going to light up also? I mean, No, no, it? we're not going to have this one light up. No. It's, it, yeah, we want it to be uh, to fit more easily into a uh, an envelope. Yeah. So well, you know, and it's funny, and, it and I know I'm kind of old school, but I still like having an album and the cd and you know and everybody's like why why don't you know because when they send me downloads of music to listen to when i'm having a, an artist on it's like the only time i can relax and listen is while i'm either driving to work or away from work and so it's like that's the only you know i can't really do it and i like having the album I, and I like you said I, I still like to i like the cover and it's like the uh, cool shot you know inside of uh, your album here you know has you sitting on the guitar with your foot pressing down on the e-string <laughs> you know. sitting on a giant guitar yeah a giant guitar which i'm like wait where does that fit in your living room and that's on in the center of night uh nightlight daylight and uh that's such a cool looking album thank you thank but you. i wanted to bring up as well um you're a while i've got you to where uh your music was also on discovery the space shuttle yes the space shuttle mm -hmm. yeah i was asked to play at the annual fajita fest for the astronauts in houston yeah so it was in a big airplane hangar and uh it's the only concert where 
during my breaks, I got autographs from the audience. <laughs> they were all astronauts, and so they autographed and put their missions. Oh, that's so and, cool. Uh, Susan Helms bought my, uh, it was actually a cassette recording at that time, a yeah. heartstrings cassette, and because uh, that's what they were allowed to take up on the space really? shuttle. They had it rigged up with cassette, not CD. Wow, because they couldn't fit an 8-track in. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this keep dipping down during this one song? Well, that's eight track. <laughs> you remember? I'm not the only one. You know, it's like that's is there? Right. There's certain songs still when I play them, I like hear the eight track where it would dip down, like on certain Chicago songs. Yeah. You know. So, so. it was that was the inspiration for this tune because uh, Susan said that uh, it was good music to watch the Earth by. How neat is and that? And when I saw the images that came down, I said, "Well, I need to write a good, you know, a good song to watch the Earth by," and that, yeah. that's what uh, came from it. Well, now I also wanted to bring up you—you've got a uh, movie, movie music as well with Woody Allen. Oh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Yeah, had a tune in there. So yeah, that was a uh, really fortuitous. To I'd say and that's not bad. And you know, we were talking about your uh, the the strings also uh, with the uh, you know you've been working with a company. Um, with with Lucas with the attachable super trebles. Yes, I'd been asking. So let's sort of explain that to right, listeners. Right, um, when I tour, it, I don't want to take my uh, my best harp guitar, you know, you. To, to Europe where you're not sure if it's going to get on the airplane or not, that sort of thing. So I've been taking a smaller harp guitar uh, that's a normal one without the extra trebles. Right. But I really miss the trebles after getting used to playing. Well, yeah, it. So especially with your playing style with them. I've been asking. Uh, all sorts of builders, if they could make me some detachable super trebles. And finally, Lucas Bruner, who makes the folding harp guitar, the famous right. folding harp guitar, uh, built me some detachable super trebles. Wow. So this is the first ones that have been done. And so he just now is marketing them. Uh, so I'm playing the prototype. There's right right now only one You're out the there. You're the beta tester. Yep. And uh, <laughs> so if you look up Lucas Bruner, B-R-U-N-N-E-R, Right. Uh, Bruner, a, or just Bruner Guitars. I'm going to have to uh, look him up. his website. Yeah. He'll be offering the Super Trouble. So just write to him. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell him you sent me. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, there, that is incredible, though, because, I mean, you know, with the Super Trebles, you know, you're really extending your range of the instrument. Yeah. And you, you can stick those on just a regular guitar, too. Yeah. So you can turn your regular guitar into a harp guitar, essentially. Wow. And so they're tunable and everything, just like yes. the ones on your harp guitar. Yeah, he did a, a great job in designing them. That's pretty amazing. Yep. So you've got the Eclipse album coming out in November. Yes. And uh, and, and, and you can order it now. Too. Right, mm -hmm. right. And and uh, let the uh, listeners know your website again, too. MurielAnderson.com. And they can also follow you on socials with, you know, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yeah, and all that good stuff. stuff. Yeah, the usual stuff. Because you're always on tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's going to be next? I mean, you've got, you know, like we're saying in November, you've got, you know, your big hometown show that has the home cooked goods and the release of Eclipse. Yes. Um, what's what's next? Okay. The next, uh, I've uh, just decided uh, just this week on a release date for the next project, which I have been working on, uh, thanks to the help of uh, some patrons. Wow. Um, it's a cookbook with music for every recipe. How great is I, that? I've been wanting to do this since I was in my early 20s, <laughs> you know, since I was a mere child. Wow. <laughs> and um, so uh, so finally I'm uh, putting some time aside. And, you know, people know as I tour, I'm kind of a traveling gourmet. And so, you know, the, yeah. the, the, uh, 
uh, the word spreads ahead of time and, and they pull out their best stuff. And uh, sometimes I go into the kitchen and see how they make it. And I'm just fascinated with uh, uh, some, you know, really unique and wonderful foods. So, so is it going to be like a pairing? Yes. You know, like, you know, to where you've got like, you know, certain wine goes with certain food. So you're going to be pairing the song with the recipe? Pairing the song with the recipe. And some tunes I have to write or arrange for the recipe. To match the ingredients? Uh, yes, to match the, <laughs> the flavor of the, of the tune. Like, yes. like if you're whisking, does the beat increase? <laughs> we, whisking, whisking, whisking. Yes, I, I was working with a Peruvian percussionist, and he made this fantastic stew. Um, and so as he was cooking, he was... He was uh, uh, shaving the vegetables in time. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, and I was, you know, sitting in the kitchen playing. And so it was, yeah, it was a, a whole experience. And so there, I, there was your rhythm section. Right. And I really think that cooking should be an experience. Oh, yeah. And uh, yesterday we went to hear the Tuvan throat singers, a lash. Wow. Uh, they are just so incredible. Um, and they, they do that uh, very unusual singing where they're singing two and three parts at once I, I, yeah wow uh, it's a really unusual uh, vocal technique and uh really there's no cool way to music. auto-tune that so i wanted to know well what music uh you know the, what uh recipes would they make in tuva so i asked them would you do a recipe for us oh yeah wow. okay uh, well just write us a list of the ingredients i said okay can you get us a live sheep so that was the first ingredient. Well, there you they go. Asked for. So I said, well, in Nashville, that might be a little hard to come by. How about just some ground sheep? Oh, okay, we can do that. You know? <laughs> can we try so... chicken? Can we substitute chicken? We've got a lot of that. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> so that recipe, they're Tuvan uh, lamb in, uh, in dumplings that look I like little so baskets. So uh, when, when are you thinking uh, of like the release date for this? I'm looking at the release date for, to be next year, November. Uh, my... My annual concert is Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. So that's uh, going to be my release date, not only for this year for the uh, eclipse, but next year for the... Well, and then you could actually have some of the dishes made at the event then for sampling. Yes. Yes. Wow. Perfect. Now, will you have wine pairings or anything else with it in the cookbook to go, you know, with your food and the great music? Anything else with that? Uh well, one of the recipes came from a great sommelier in Paris. Oh, my gosh. So that might actually happen to some of the recipes. How amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, you've got so much great stuff going on between, you know, teaching and, and sharing and with your concerts and with your all-star event. Uh, it, it amazes me how you juggle everything and also juggling a harp guitar, which is basically three instruments in one. Well, you know, I just take a balance and realize that not everything is going to get done. I mean, the laundry isn't always going to get done, you know, <laughs> and just kind of relax with that, uh, you know, and so maybe the garden will be a little overrun, uh, right. you know, and so, uh, but it's important to take time, uh, to, well, take time, come here, visit right. with you, visit with friends, to take time uh, to go sailing every now and then with Brian. And, and cook some great food. And, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, so it's... Uh, it's a, it's a balancing act, like you say. And and I like to share the music, too. And I've got uh, a lot of teaching uh, stuff out there. There's some free things uh, right on my uh, fa my YouTube page. Yeah. So I, I show the technique. And that's under Muriel Anderson. Right, then. that I did for this, uh, uh, the tune I just played, The View from Space. Right. Yeah, it was that. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get on there, and we'll have to get our listeners to do it. Well, I want to make mention also as we're yeah. as we're leaving, uh, you know, to be sure and uh, pre-order your copy of Eclipse that is coming out this next month uh, with Muriel Anderson in November. Uh, and and if you haven't bought a copy yet. Uh, not only for the great music, but also for the fiber optics. Get your copy of Nightlight Daylight, which is in the top ten uh, guitar player uh, top top uh, albums for the decade, and uh, the one and only Muriel Anderson. Well, don't forget to uh, put top ten when you when you order it in the coupon code, and that's ten dollars off. There you go. Well, thank you so much, Muriel. Incredible musician, incredible artist composer and author thanks for joining acme radio gear gap thanks you're very kind <laughs> our pleasure we hope you enjoyed acme radio gear gap hosted by eric Dahl. thanks to our artists on today's show and our sponsor ik multimedia musicians first past episodes are on demand on all podcast platforms and acme radio live.com